actually. It feels kind of painful, but... <laughs> Look how she likes the level. It's We get uh, we get mics and oh, we got my I mean the headphones. We get headphones here. How you like that? Oh, yeah, it's a directional mic there. Yo, he's directional. You want so you want to direct it to where's my directional mics? I how you like them apples? Well, if I touch it, it makes this noise. Oh, never mind. Didn't do it. Back. Did, no, do it again. Oh yeah, hear that? It's good. All right, this is it. This is what's really happening. And we're, we're just... This is what, what, what do y'all think about the place? Oh, man, I love this place. I feel like I'm right at home if, if my home was a little cooler. Oh, so you, uh... Who do you live with? I live with a lizard uh, named Smog. It looks very scary, but is just a sweetheart. And I have a bunch of chickens. I live Smog, basically huh? in, a, in a field. That, that fits San yeah. Francisco. But there's a bunch of posters inside, so I'm mean, like at my home here. Smog and and chickens. You must live in Glen Park. No, I'm all the way up in Sonoma. Okay, I'm not like in the. Uh, I'm in between a few wineries. Like, oh, there are mansions on my road past my house. Right, right there. That's all. <laughs> that's all. And then my little house. It's all stored around the. Um, <laughs> You're like, stuck. Literally swirled around the chair. Wow. <laughs> Who did that? We should. Uh, what did you guys do we should time? TikTok that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I, li I live with my. Uh, she went again. Can you see it? I can flash your light. She's she's trying to get the. Just wait. What is? Okay. See, I. Smart. <laughs> see, I don't know about these chords and all that. So it's good we got you here. Yeah, I guess organization around here. <laughs> so she's dealing with a a mic or a, a headphone cable in a swivel chair that is really long, and I guess the last person had been spinning around while they were wearing their headphones, so the. <laughs> Cables just wrapped around the chair like crazy, and of course everything's black, so you can't see anything. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> oh yes. Can you plug this up for me? Oh yeah. Right. Awesome. This place is also pretty big for uh, comedy. Yeah. Tell me about this place. So for people who aren't in the room with us, we're in this great cacophony of memorabilia of every kind of visual art, and it's got like up at the top there's. Uh, half a dozen great classic motorcycles that are on pictures, like drawn pictures. And then everything else, I mean, there's Queen, David Bowie, uh, you got the iconic Jesus in the corner, and Steve Martin right above him. Maybe not the right order, but close. And then, uh, yeah. And there's like a... The, the jerk. The, oh, yeah, the, the jerk. jerk. And then there's, um, what is that, an Indian... Women at Work. Women at Work. That's Sorry. awesome. Yeah. This is a woman-owned place. Awesome. Which, good to know. It's which, got great stuff. This is yeah. cool. I love it. Which is great, because I find that women could be good at running things. I've realized this. Most of my bosses have been women in my life. Yeah. And they respect you, right? No. <laughs> no. 
They have no reason to respect me. Or oh, you like that. You like that, don't you? Well, when you have a boss, you know, it's, there's a great technique I know of, like, seeming like you don't know anything and you can't be relied on because then you won't be asked to do anything besides your basic job. So when I would have jobs that would be, like, minimum wage, you know, and all I was there to do was just, like, spend the day making a little money so I could play music at night. Like, I didn't volunteer to do stuff. I didn't try to help. But if I really liked the job, I would try to get jobs to become more valuable. But if it was, like, a grocery store, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you need someone to get carts and mop? Sure. Like, I'll do that all day. Just don't make me do any math or, like, carrying anything too heavy. <laughs> really? Yeah. You said a grocery store. Yeah, I worked there for seven years. I worked at Safeway. Yeah, it was fun. Oh. I loved it. I think really? about it all the time, yeah. I would have thought that would have sucked. No, it was great. My my boss, Lynn, my boss, Maureen, um, they were two of these, like, really strong women um, who led by example and just demanded, they didn't even, I meant to say commanded so much respect. They were so cool. Like, I just loved them to death. I think about them all the time. Wow. Yeah. Rick it, Harding worked in a grocery store. Yeah. That's I was the crazy. fastest checker in Safeway. Um, and my my manager was so proud of the fact. He's like, you 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 know, you got me good credit because your numbers, you're so fast. How are you so fast? And I, you know, shrug and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm just fast. But when he had cancer, when he was like in recovery and stuff, I was talking to him like years after I had worked there, you know, and he's like, how are you so fast? And I'm like, well, the secret is like when you miss an item, you just keep going. You don't even look that oh up. My. <laughs> so the people in line knew that they were going to get a bunch of free stuff from oh. me because oh I just goodness. did it straight across the scanner and if well, it didn't beep, I kept going. So you were giving her free stuff. I'm Robin Hood. I mean, that's what I do, but... I would go on his line. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. I mean, I don't think I'm doing anything... See, you, don't, you didn't think you were doing anything wrong. Oh, I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. Okay. You have to be confident and oblivious. I, I have a question for you, though. That's how I roll. So, how are you with self-checkout for yourself? Oh, yeah, you know what? It's hard for me because I have to really be honest because otherwise I'll feel like trash all day. But if I had, like, a mom coming through line with two kids and, like, you know, you can tell by... You can tell if people are really hurting by what they're buying and stuff. And when I would miss the thing, you know, some of them would point it out. i go, oh, no, it, it beeps, yeah. And they'd be like, no, it didn't. i go, no, no, it did. I saw it. It's just, you can see right there if you want to read that how are you doing today? You know, and they'd be like wide-eyed, grateful. But um, people are buying something frivolous, like stupid that they didn't need. I'm not, not going to give them anything for free. But if they're buying like 12 baby foods and a bunch of diapers and stuff, oh, if I oh, happen yeah. to miss a few baby foods, I just let it go, you know. And I felt like it wasn't, it was actually cost-effective because they're not going to go to any other store. Mm -hmm. And for that 20 cents that they were losing on the markup for that Pratum, like no big deal. Yeah. But the little things go a long way with people. So if you give some people some sugar, you know they're gonna they're gonna really remember it in a sour world for sure. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. just don't come back and say <laughs> this person forgot to scan an item. Then yeah. I look bad. Yeah. Yes. I actually got fired for stealing something that I didn't steal, and <gasps> I, in back in the back of my mind, I almost was just like, well, I sort of deserve this. But I bought it and I got my job back for a few more years, but. I remember, like, uh, a coworker said that I used half a bottle of hair gel, and it was so stupid because I had, like, touched the hair gel and smelled it, mm -hmm. mm. and it smelled like fish to me. I didn't want to use it at all, so I put the lid back on, which is a policy that's totally fine and safe yeah. at the time. You could test the product. You could smell it. All the time, yeah. yeah. So I, and I even had a checker go with me to check out because she had pink hair. And I was like, you know about hair and I'm going out. Like, I want to get some hair gel. Will you, will you check this out with me? And she's like, you know, she's new. I was trying to be friendly. I had her go to the aisle with me. 
I opened the lid and I touched the top of the inside of the lid. And mm -hmm. then I ran it through my, I just went like that, you know, just like one strand of hair. And then I smelled it and was like, oh, this smells gross. I put the lid back Your on. Your own hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the stuff, you know, so I put the lid back on and then I, uh, I put it back on the shelf. It's like, I'm not buying that. I'm going to go wash this out of my hair. Go to the bathroom, rinsed it out of my hair and said, okay, have a good night. And I went bowling with my buddies, you mm -hmm. know. And then uh, the next day I get called into the office and the manager says, uh, yesterday, and her name was Angel. She was such an angel. That's, that's a, she goes, that's you, a fake name for sure. Yeah, really. So I get called in the office, and the manager says, hey, Rick, you know, Angel brought this to our attention, and he holds up this hair gel bottle, and it had been half dumped out. And I was like, I was so mad at my manager. Not I was like, you. you're, yeah, no, not by me. I said, you're firing me because I happen to have used half a bottle of hair gel after work yesterday. I used half the bottle on my hair yesterday you rewind that tape and you look at what i did and you know whatever and i was leaving for my first vacation ever at that point we had a groupon when groupon was brand new kind of thing where mm -hmm. 15 of my friends who i barely I knew groupon. we were going to hawaii I and i was so. i had just turned 21 and it was i had worked since i was 16 and it was my first vacation ever and I went to Hawaii. And while I'm in Hawaii, I'm getting all these calls from my mom. You know, Safeway's trying to get a hold of you. They want to have an interview with, they want to like talk to you. And the head of security wants to you. So I said, I, you know, I had just watched Office Space. You know that movie where the yeah. guy like gets hypnotized to not care about stuff? And he, and, he and to set me, place on fire. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't do that. No, no, but, no, no. In the end. Okay. Uh, office space. I just remember them smashing a printer, the end, right? And the guy, like, Michael Bolton, the guy Michael Bolton was rapping in the car. Oh, okay. But, Not that guy. The guy, the big eyeglasses. Yeah, he oh, lit the place on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I went back, I went to, um, I went back to work and the head of security uh, met me in my manager's office and his name was uh, Forrest. He's a great dude. And he said, you know, Rick, I saw your name in the thing and I, um... I really just didn't think you'd be someone that would steal hair gel. And I said, I didn't, Forrest, you know. And the funny thing about Forrest was what? that he had just yeah. had me Big sing names. at his daughter's wedding. Like, I had just didn't done a favor for them and sang Bridge Over Troubled Water. Like, like a bridge, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they, they gave me... Um, so he sent my manager out of the room, and then he actually gave me a hug hello. And he's like, so Rick, you know, like, I'm going to ask you a few things about this situation. And you got fired for using this hair gel? And he looked at it and he goes, can I ask you, how did you use half the bottle in one thing? And I said, I didn't. Like, I smelled it and put it back. And I, you know, and so he gave me my job back. And then I heard it. I, but I asked to be transferred to a different store because everyone, like, I just didn't like that they didn't have any faith in me after five years of working there, you know? Yeah. And they had no torturous. idea I was Robin Hooding at the stand. They had no idea. Well, I think we give you for that stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I ended up getting a better job working in um, the produce at a different store. And I worked there for like three more years. So I think I worked there seven years altogether. Mm -hmm. But man, Safeway is really a cool, cool job back then. Now it's kind of like I look at the people now, and I'm like, you seem depressed. Like, yeah, you don't look that fun? old because I know what back then was uh, with that with the supermarket union business and all yeah. that stuff. Unions never did anything for me. They just made it really hard and charged me money. So they, I, I didn't like them. I, I messed up in life, and I'm working in a supermarket again, and uh, it's not what it used to be. It's different, yeah. I feel like the people now are just like slaves to it or something. Like they, I don't know. I'm talking like early 2000s, though. You, mm. you couldn't have worked. Ninety six. Ninety six is when really? I started. When I was um, 16, and then I worked until um, like I was, I don't know, five, seven years later. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know there was a rate quota for checkers. 
Oh, what was it? You said you had to make grade or something? Like they liked your quota? Is that... You had oh, to make a certain, it wasn't quota? that. No. It was just that they would track you and how fast you were, and then it would show you, like, if you're wasting time or whatever. And I'm sure if you were really slow, they might talk to you or even worse, transfer you to, like, oh. worse hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was... I just always really liked being fast because I would go to the store myself and be waiting in line. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... What is that? Type A personality where you have to, like, do it good for everybody all the time? Mm-hmm. I tried for that, and um, it was easy because... You know, you just you just pull in a thing across the scanner and push the button. We all know how easy it is now. We do it for ourselves in every store. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want robots to replace us all, so I want to do I a good job. That. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you would love that. <laughs> you still have to work, even if the robots replace you. But now you're just working on robots. It's not very gratifying. I mean, it doesn't sound so bad. I, I mean, uh, maybe more advancement. Yeah. Well, you were talking about working some kind of magic pogo stick at a great great oh yeah i used to day labor <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah i mean that's why i don't understand oh, especially when everyone's like oh that's uh, you know the, the hispanics job pui is usually thinking medicine there's a lot mm-hmm. of different hispanics out there though uh that, that are day laboring yeah mm-hmm. but like if you're gonna say oh that's so-and-so's job that means you're restricting yourself. Yeah. If you want to go out there, go get that money, do it too. Yeah. Okay. Make them jealous of them, and then maybe they'll go do, they'll go, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to go do something else now. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like when the robots take over, I'll go yeah, do yeah. something else. <laughs> I scrapped drywall. I mean, I loved scrapping drywall. That's like a horrible job. You know, I'd move 3,000 pounds of sheetrock wow. um, in a truck. I'd go back and forth to the dumps. Mm-hmm. And my dad owns the company that we're working for, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to, so I wasn't, you know, I enjoyed it. I feel like, what was it, Martin Luther King, I think, said that, like, if you're a sweet, if you're a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper you can be, you know, like, yeah. I can't remember what the exact words were right now, but I took that kind of thing to heart, because it, your attitude is everything. It's not even, like, negotiable. Yeah, if we your all, attitude yeah, sucks true. and you're rich, you suck. Mm-hmm. We all hate our jobs <laughs> at the supermarket. I loved it. I loved it. You know, you know what's yeah. weird? The guy that notice, noticeably hates it the most, the grumpiest guy there, I feel is the most enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always got some witty, say, customers come up to him, say, hey, how's your, how's your day? And he's like, could you just shoot me so I could go home? <laughs> you know, he's so enjoyable. Versus the other guys that when they're just having a bad day, it, it's... It, there's nothing fun about that. They're just hateful, spiteful, grouchy people. This guy, I mean, he doesn't smile when he, he wants to end his life so he could go home. <laughs> but but he's, it's just so enjoyable. Yeah. Like, he, it feels like maybe maybe uh, maybe the uh, depression or what was that? The, maybe whatever that depression is, maybe it's relatable to people. Yeah, it's like... Is he that guy that's like almost like near retirement, and that's why he's just like you know, or is he like so a over it, relocated Aren't mob you? person? Yeah, oh, no, well, undercover. That's yeah, he actually wants that. to be set somewhere else. He he, he, he says, "Well, could you could you please? You don't like how I'm doing, Miss 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 Miss? Don't go away, don't go away, please. The 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 manager's here. If you would tell him how horrible of a job I'm doing, please, you'll make my dreams come true. It's, he's the greatest guy. Like I feel down when he's not there, and then he's realized that because certain people are, uh, they say, oh yeah, he's your buddy, and then uh, so he'll say." 
Yeah, so you, I heard you like it when I'm here. Uh, yeah, so you like me, huh? Uh, all right, all right. I don't know what there is to like about anything here. Such a, I mean, it, it feels so pleasant. Yeah. Yet it's so uh, unpleasant, I guess. Well, one trick I learned when you work in a grocery store, customer service, like they say you have to smile. So my friend Kim, um, she's just the best. She she said, you know, Rick, um, I do this kind of smile. Let me show you what it is. And it's this where you kind of snarl your upper lip and uh-huh. you keep talking as if you're smiling, but really you're just doing that Van Comb lady from Mad TV. Yeah. Like it's just, you just snarl and keep talking, but people know that you're like mocking the whole idea of smiling. You're just yeah. snarling. You're like, uh-huh, yeah, I'm going to get that for you and I'm going to hear your complaint. I'm going to help, help you out. But you're really just like, scary looking but it classify it works as a smile like showing your teeth at Safeway meant you're smiling so I would just like I feel like well uh Janelle Marshall I feel like you like the self-checkout I do I do and you behave in the self-checkout real estate extraordinaire Janelle Marshall hey guys how's everybody (laughs) doing this Sunday yes why do I I I feel everyone's even customers the, the ones that support us uh, are, uh, are like they they need to get rid of self checkout. So you you guys could, could, could get fair wages and, and so so people could have jobs. And a lot of us are like, no 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 no, keep those there. We 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 like uh, not working so hard. It, it's it's fine. Keep them there. The customers don't really. The I guess and they they mean well, but they just don't get it. I, I we love the self. I mean. Us people that don't really want to deal with people so much at the moment are like, self-checkout, go right there. So I understand those customers. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you don't always want to deal with people. You just can't buy liquor yeah. or cigarettes? That's yeah. the issue. That's why sometimes I always have to go to the cashiers because <laughs> that I'm like, why don't I go to the checkout? And I'm, and I, that's exactly why I'm, I'm lately been going to the cashiers. If you find a Listerine bottle with the same ounces on it as a liquor bottle... Then you can bring up the Listerine and then drop your liquor in that basket and then just like, you know, yeah, maybe why, that would work. Why don't they, I've never tried that. Standard, right? Well, so if they'll find smooth, out. Well, if you're smooth. Yeah. See, you're trying to get me caught. <laughs> I, I actually, I found out, uh, you know, I that. I just end up drinking Listerine. So. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. They don't carve. That's alcohol. I found a bottle of that Bullet Bourbon once, it, half drunk in the in the uh, floor of the park. But it was a big bottle, though. Oh, in, in the a, store they're drinking it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they said someone was drinking it. Guess what? I in turn got it for a buck twenty five because I'm like we can't sell this, and if I shake it up, it gets rid of whatever uh, COVID the person had. That's true. You can always share a drink out of the bottle with someone. Uh, it's, you know, I taste it myself. You know, I don't need to pass it around. Uh, but, but yeah, that's what they that's what they do though. That's why they drink that kind of liquor. So it's it, it, it like gets rid of the toxins because of what it is. It's bourbon. Mm. I've seen that in the cowboy movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think the masks in the workplace. I kind of like it. Well, there are upsides to masks. Yeah. But nothing to do with COVID. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, it's just well, like. Yeah. Know, huh? Oh yeah, we're, we are. Well, we have these things over the mics right now. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, well, I, we're staying here. I found yeah. uh, customers are always complimenting my masks. Oh, my gosh, those so, masks you wear. Yeah, so I've realized maybe this is better than if I smiled because I might not even be smiling all the time. 
like this is now I have a constant whatever you like on that face that's constantly there yeah so I mean if it's a smile it's not even a, like I wear the dog faces and all that so whatever it is it's making, oh. it's making that person smile probably a lot more than my actual smile would be hmm. So I think it's the opposite of uh, what people say about the masks. Uh, we can't see people's smiles. I, I found maybe just a lot of people just choose to be boring during this time and just use, mm. like, just totally, you just wipe out any expression with, like, surgeon or the, the, the just black mask thing. Right. Yeah. I kind of enjoy it on days, and I like to wear makeup when I go out and stuff. I mean, it's not mandatory to wear makeup, but I kind of like it when I'm in a rush. I'm like, oh. See, yeah, and you're always there's a mystery about it too. Like you know, you're like, oh, when she takes off her mask, what are we gonna find out? Oh, I know. And in this particular case, just for the radio listeners, you're a very beautiful person. Oh, thank you. And then there's also the other side. It could go where they are potentially like not what you would expect, even though they have such a great voice. Oh, and, thank you. And, when, <laughs> yeah, but, and I wasn't wearing my mask when you got here because I did what I always do, which is spill coffee on it, and I dropped it and stepped on it while I was walking. Just let it go. <laughs> so I'm like, let I'm just going to keep my distance from people, I guess. Yeah, have you guys ever, okay, in a situation where, yeah. like, you're just out and about, and you see somebody that's attractive in the eyes, and you're like, oh, that person looks really nice, but... <laughs> What if they take off the mask and something's wrong, like the teeth situation, or they just don't look good down below? Have you guys experienced that? I've lived it myself. Yeah. Oh, what happened? I mean, I, I don't have the best teeth in the world, and I feel like people have the... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. But no, oh. I, I'm missing only back teeth, thankfully, which is true. <laughs> but, you know, I'll be missing my front tooth pretty soon. It's, like, cracked, and I'm going to have it replaced. I'm like, yeah, man... Yeah, well, in the meantime, I'll be like, well, I guess I can have a missing tooth for a while with all these masks on. But I'm a, use it. I use it to avoid, uh, you know, the extended family members who I don't want to see. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't, if I don't want to see them, I can just have a mask on, and I got way longer hair than usual, so they don't. No one recognizes me right now. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, recognize you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people want to know. This is Rick Harding. People yeah. want to know you again. Uh, they they say uh, Janelle's very recognizable. Mm -hmm. uh, but Rick Harding, I don't know. You've been here before. But yeah, I was. Uh, at that other place that I, I like this place a lot better but uh yeah, yeah. Nice. i did a show with you um what two months ago was it two yeah months ago? um with the children's book author and and tish who was the uh punk oh coach. oh yeah actually that came up in my uh emily yeah uh yeah i, I lost uh actually I, I lost my vegas uh woman when i was out there uh because <gasps> uh she saw that i had emily on my show what? Emily, uh, I, I guess she's, uh, I, I guess she's very hot. But see, unlike, like, I, I, I would, you know, I, it's she's too young. Like, like, like Janelle's very beautiful. Oh, thanks. And, and we could be more relatable. Uh, but uh, I mean, Emily, she, she said you, you had her on her show, and, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, she's really cool. And it's, oh, she's cool, huh? Don't ever talk to me again. Like, uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, wow. she just wants you to try harder for her. That's all. It does has, has nothing to do with Emily. She just wants you to try harder for her. Oh, okay, yes. I have the problem with just saying, never, oh, okay. Never take rejection, my friend. Never take. Oh, it. I would just say, oh, okay, oh, okay. I mean, what happens in Vegas? You know, I mean, I was just in Vegas. Um, 
Yeah, I was just in Vegas like not too long ago. I was studying uh, because I was I'm, I'm working in telehealth right now, and I was out there, um, and I was doing a week of training with people who are medical assistants that answer the phone and call um, mostly elderly people and just check in on them once a month. And yeah. so my day job right now is um, I enroll people into this Medicare program. It's really a beautiful thing. I love it. Awesome. But I had to learn a bunch of abbreviations, like, um, you know, just all these abbreviations. Yeah. Everything's abbreviated. And they knew I wasn't medically trained when I didn't know what BP stood for. Um, I was like, biopulmonary? And they're like, no, BP. And I was like, um, blood pressure? Blood, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was blood pressure. Oh. But so I, I was embarrassed. You know, so I would walk up and down the Vegas Strip every night of the week, um, and I would be like, amongst all these like feathered ladies and half-naked yeah, men, and like everyone you see yeah. there. And I'd be like listening... I'd be listening to these classes that we were taking during the day. I record them on my phone, and then I was listening to them so that I could absorb as much as possible. So I'm walking up and down the Vegas Strip, like studying, and it was yeah, that, that was the last hard. experience. Yeah. Could you focus? Totally, yeah. Because I was like, my friend got me the job, and I really wanted awesome. to impress them, and like, uh, I was motiv very motivated to like get this job and be able to do it because awesome. I knew I would be stuck on the phone by myself, and I needed to know what they were talking about so I could do my job. Wow. But. Awesome. Um, yeah, the Vegas Strip is like now. When I think about it, I'm like, it's lost all its mystique to me. 100 percent of it is gone because I'm just like, yeah, that's where I go to study. Yeah. <laughs> so you were just out there training. Yeah, that's cool. There's a lot. There's a cool. huge like medical district in Las Vegas. Wow. Huge. So well, that's good yeah, to know. a lot those, of good people there. Feather ladies, though. I I, I think uh, they were mad at me. I think they X-rayed my wallet. <laughs> Uh oh. I mean, I'm not that dude that like here you go, here you go, oh. ladies, here you uh -oh. go. So just took it. But uh, but I, I drank what was supposed to be a margarita, uh -huh. so I was tipsy. But I I already knew I was drinking margaritas. But then I drank what was supposed to be a margarita. But then the guy at the mall halfway into the margarita said, "This is only cannabis." Uh, and it was it was huge. It was a huge margarita. So I, I was floating. And, and those they, like, they asked you for money too, right? The the flamingo yeah, girls. They um so they would approach me and they'd be like, "Hey, you you're you're alone? Are you all alone?" Yeah. And I said, um, I you know did the double take like, "Oh, you are you talking to me?" And I take my earbud out, like, "Oh, I'm studying for something." Like, "Oh, look at you! You're studying for something. You should come hang out with us, take a picture, and walk with us." And I was like, "No, thank, thank you. I love, I love your your gowns. They're just like, they're, wow, you know. Oh, I'll see you later, you know." And then they started following me, like, and then one of them was mocking me. He's studying. Make room for him. Leave him alone. He's studying. And I had like two of them that were just like having fun by mocking me, and I it was really funny. And you didn't take a TikTok. Yeah. No, I, I just don't do that kind of thing. I don't I do TikTok. I want to get into it, but I just... It looks sketchy. Right? Yeah. I always feel like syncopated, so I'm always talk dicking instead of TikToking. <laughs> I, I haven't done it. But, <laughs> but, yeah. I haven't done it. My nephew says I need to do it, so... But, uh, yeah. yeah, it looks it's a little sketchy to, to me. Too. Yeah. I'd rather live an interesting life than, like, yeah, make I mean, it look like I am. I know. <laughs> yeah, because if you have too many social media... I mean, we got Instagram, we got Twitter... We got the Facebook. Hey, that's a lot to pay attention to. Snapchat. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. another Snapchat. one. There's also like three more. Yeah. Uh, what are they? Um, the Loop one. What was that? Ooh, it was short-lived. But yeah, there's a ton of them. Blooper. Wait, what was it? Yeah, oh. linkage. But that's not. I don't really do language like linkage. I, I, you know. I mean, 
I'm more into LinkedIn now than LinkedIn. anything else. Oh, really? I can't get into it. Well, I have this one person that keeps looking at my profile, so I get these notifications. Your profile's been looked at. And I'm like, oh, a better job? Really? And go. it's just my friend. She just keeps asking people to help her get her Facebook unlocked. I still Okay. Oh, I thought you had a fan. Nope. Did you go to Dick's out there? Um, I don't know what that is. Is it sporting goods? Dude. Dick's restaurant. Oh no, no. I didn't go to any I just went to the um I went to the Chinese food place, uh that was it. I just really liked it. It's this restaurant where they're really mean to you on purpose. Oh the theme. Dicks, it's a, well, they had it out here, but it didn't last long. I don't know why they always compete with Hooters, because uh, it's always a Hooters close by. So out here, they took over the Hooters, and then they only lasted two uh, two months. But Dicks is a it's a staple in Vegas at the huh. Excalibur. I would love I mean, that actually. Yeah, they insult you, and, and uh, like they start. One guy was saying, "Here's a straw," and you started like, throwing straws at people. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I can cry on command. So, like, I'd love to go there and just, like, why are you being so mean to me? Let's see what they did. So, did you have an experience there? Like, were they rude to you? Were you rude back? What happened? Not really, because I was at the bar. I mean, they I had a bunch of waiters come over and just flip me off. Wow. But that's it. I mean, because I was at the bar. So, yeah, just, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, like like you're doing right now, Rick. Like a bunch of, <laughs> like a parade of them. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I was at the bar, so they it really they didn't really do anything to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bartender w- was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want?" But she she was also not that mean. Mm-hmm. She it seemed like it seemed like a great place for me to work, or a lot of my coworkers at supermarket to work. Oh yeah, that guy. Honestly, she mm. just seemed like she was having a bad day, and she's in an area where she could express that. Mm. Because she she was like, you know, she's complaining about there's no help and all that stuff. I'm like, is this an act here? <laughs> uh, man, I would love to go to. I'd love to. That be is there. a good job though. Yeah, You're not feeling your best. But then, are they wearing masks? Or how can you really tell they're angry? Oh no no the eh, wow okay actually the employees didn't wear masks wow now that I didn't I think, realize them. <laughs> now that I think of it they the employees didn't wear masks they just draw a frown on the mask the the customers wore masks though. Yeah, I feel like customers should wear masks, but if you're stuck in one place all day, I just don't feel like you should have to wear a mask. Until they were sitting down. Sucks. So that's the weird thing. I didn't. I, so I didn't notice that first. Yeah, mm-hmm. COVID because... doesn't rise higher than um, four feet, so you can sit at a table. That's a lie. I'm being facetious, but you can sit at a table and not wear a mask. But I guess there's been I, no... I believe your science a lot more. There's than... been no cases that they can, like, point to that I've heard of, and I've heard people say a ton, there's no restaurant outbreaks that have happened, you know, for the people sitting outside. So it's, oh, well, it's a good thing. Just stay inside. I don't know how good they are at tracing everything, but um, I, I always thought it was a little, like, hypocritical, but I'd still love to go to restaurants and sit outside. And I remember mm-hmm. at the beginning, I was like is this safe? Like, we're sitting outside on trivia night, and is it safe? Because we're all sitting, like, at the same table, and the table's only four feet long, and there's five of us here. So yeah. we're close, you know? But, yeah. I mean, when I got sick, I had COVID for a month, you know? And when I got sick, when I started feeling symptoms, I didn't go out. I stayed I stayed home, and I think that that's the most important thing that you could do. But when you're sitting around a table and you're feeling healthy then you're probably not spreading it. So I, I was glad to see that it wasn't really a vector for spread restaurants yeah. outside. Because, man, could you imagine 
like so now, now when you go you can go to a restaurant there's so much freedom and joy in being able to go to a restaurant like if mm-hmm. they if they had to take that away that would suck so hard yeah well uh the, the prime house of prime rib out here in san francisco has had an outbreak of diarrhea lately oh no really? so they had to get shut down for a little no bit. and that's on the inside oh God. i mean because they ate inside so oh really they they think it's just something to do with the food maybe they had the uh food. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. I mean, it was someone with food, cold. but... Like, turns out that fridge wasn't plugged in, that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe they should have <laughs> oh. ate outside. Imagine that, though, in the city. I, yeah, people don't eat outside in the tenderloin. No, area. no, you can't. There's no, it's not safe. The Columbus Square is amazing. Have you been there? Um, so, yeah, you've hours out of the city, but when you go to Columbus Square, there's, like, a park in the middle, and there's restaurants on this streets so you can get your food at the restaurant and go to the park and eat and it was just awesome. packed it felt so normal it was kind of a place you could go just to be normal it was really yeah the pizza is amazing well, that's awesome yeah that's awesome so you think they should uh well yeah let's talk about this uh cdc and uh yeah, we could talk about uh working life for for a while i mean uh i i got on on the next door website a lot of people are talking about my store all the time so I always, I like to chime in there and be like, I'll be there in a couple hours. <laughs> like, I, and, then I, and then I get the comments, oh, you work there? Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, and then people, uh, that's how you know, the pandemic's getting better. People are uh, not treating us like essentials anymore. <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. I was non-essential. I, 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 as a performer, I had, um, I had shows booked, um, you know, in Sausalito, Marin, San Francisco, Sonoma, like my whole area, I had these shows booked and ready to go. And I had a full band show, and then I had another configuration that was singer-songwriter night, and then I do a thing where I just go by myself with my guitar and play. Mm-hmm. And all three kinds of gigs were doing really good. And then everything, I did a house concert, and there was 30, 30 tickets sold at 20 bucks each, and that's a $600 night for me, you know, and I show up. I drove an hour to get there, and the lady whose house it was had done such a great job promoting it, and she had all these chairs out, and three people were there. And I was like, what's going on? And she goes, oh, there's some kind of shutdown. The government's shutting everyone down. And I was like, what? Right. And I was like, so what is happening? Like... And she goes, there's a pandemic that started. And I was like, how have I not heard about this? And like, <laughs> it spread so fast that like all these people are dead now or what's happening? She goes, well, there's body bags in China and we don't know the infection rate, but it's really, really high and all this scary, scary information. So I played the show for the three people that were there, but that was the last show for me um, until last Sunday when I did one kind of on the down low, which was a great show mm-hmm. with just a few people in the room. But um, so... A big room with five people felt like a huge crowd. It was amazing. That's but cool. um, so that that concert, no one went to. And then all my other shows, I didn't even cancel them. I just knew they weren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember like moping, moping around, being like, man, all my gigs got canceled and no one knows how this feels. And this happens to artists and comedians before anyone else, you know, and that's not fair or whatever. And then two weeks later, everyone else's jobs were canceled, too. And I was like, I liked it better when it was just me. This is straight up scary. <laughs> There's always body bags in China. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they, yeah, they say you can only have so many kids. So, uh, yeah. so there's always a body bag in yeah. China. It's, that's that's the truth. My sister exactly. went and worked at a orphanage there, exactly. where there was just a room where they just put the babies, some babies to die. What? Yeah, there's just some time. Make it sound yeah. sad. No, it's real. It's real. China's uh, the okay, CCP is so that. real. Yeah. But I was wondering um, earlier. You said she's a real estate mogul. Yes. Is that so? Yeah. What yes. you you in real, real estate? estate? Yes. 
That's awesome. I'm, I actually, I'm, <clears throat> of course, licensed in California, but um, I was actually raised in the Bay Area, Union City, Hayward area, Miami, Oakland, and everything. So I actually don't mind working in the Bay Area, and I my, most of my classes are in Central Valley. Oh, do, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. So actually, I showed houses yesterday. I, I show houses every weekend. Oh wow. Week. So yeah, it's it's um. I present sellers and buyers, but lately I've been a lot of buyers and everything, and just the seller's market is just crazy. That's what I was wondering. Oh, my goodness. We've been putting offers in a lot of, lately, a lot of houses uh, people died in recently. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, and no. people have been putting, like, thirty, forty thousand 40000 over asking price. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that means, really? It means you could get it cheaper if someone dies in it, right? No. Mm. People still bid. Oh, oh. bidding. Wow. Yeah, my They're parents, my parents so are, right. are selling so a house cool. in Kingsburg. Um, are you familiar with that area? It's a no, little Virginia. farther. It's past Fresno, a half hour. Oh, okay, my okay. My cousin's uh, in real estate down there, and my parents mm-hmm. have been, you know, trying to work work smartly. And but it's just an amazing market right now. It's so different. Yeah. So yeah. is the house on the market now, or they they're just prepare? about to put it there, and it's um, it's going to go pretty fast. Oh yeah, from they what won't I have a problem. Yeah, won't have a problem. So they should overprice it then. Is that legal? You can sell wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Usually what they do, they usually list it for a little bit um, less than value, and then that's when they start getting the over-asking, you know, because wow. if they, how can I say it? If they list for too much, then you might not attract as many buyers as you want, or they might just be, uh, be disappointed with the offers if it's way over, you know, value, because also, too, unless you have a cash offer, um, it all comes down with the house appraises for so if they say they have a amount to a certain price and they don't get it because of the price value, I mean, the only thing they can do is ask is the buyers to pay the difference mm. of the uh, appraised value. Mm. So, yeah, it's just a lot going on with that when the appraisal comes up because you just don't know what the appraisal is. Yeah, I got that at. kind of cash. Yeah, I should get into that Dogecoin. Yeah, I keep hearing about Dogecoin. Yeah, what is that? I don't know, but I was hanging out with my friend in Vegas, and that's all he kept. He kept looking at his phone. He, hey, hey, hey. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. It keeps going up. And, like, he kept looking at his phone. It kept going up. I mean, I guess he's bigger than Bill Gates now. <laughs> I, wow. I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how Dogecoin goes, but I guess I was hanging out with the richest guy in the world, I guess. Wow. I did a, I did a birthday party once. Um, I, I played the song, a song for this dude that his wife wrote for him, and he ended up being Larry Ellis. You know who that is? Oh. <laughs> He's the yeah. second richest man in the He's world. He's a very friendly guy, though. He <laughs> was really nice to me. He was very, oh, really? okay. very, very kind. But yeah. I used to work so at Oracle. Funny. He's talking about the, yeah. the, the <laughs> owner of Oracle. He was, he was oh. the lead man. Yeah. Wow. He, was, he was very nice to me. You know who's very humble? Who's that? Is Besides the, me? Yes, exactly. Is the, very humble guy. Go for it. You know? Yes, very. Because they're both awesome. <laughs> um, I did a music video shoot hmm. uh, um, out of month ago and i didn't know until i got there i didn't comprehend to me that it was the owner of um tommy t's his house in alamo and he is such he's nice really nice and his friends were nice too really nice humble people and um let me give just a shout out to the people that um i want to give a shout out to the people that were actually people that were actually in the actual shout out yeah get a shout out i'm gonna give a shout out what were you doing in the video? I was, uh, of course, I was... Video vixen. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Exactly. I cannot wait. I, I feel like I'm the main chicken there, so... Uh, I'm pretty excited. I believe I'm pretty it. I'm excited. Thank you. I mean, if you haven't been following her uh, yet, <laughs> exchange the, the info. Yeah, definitely. She, she'll me. see the... 
for your eviction right yeah. there. Nice. Yeah. Good kid. I'm a little bit of real estate and a little bit of... Get her in a video. Yeah, a little bit of little sexy and real estate chick all in one. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll buy it. I, you know, I would buy a house. I mean... It's, it, I mean, how how long how long is a real estate showing? Like, how long is it showing? Usually, uh, if we walk through the house. Um, actual showing maybe like depending if you like the house, maybe like fifteen twenty minutes. If you don't like, you're just probably gonna run out and be like, you know, because I can always, already tell the client likes the house or not right away when they first walk in, you know. Okay. Yeah. That might be the guy's wife. Like, I, I, all right, I see, I, I see why you want the house. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she, you know, or get the cool wife, she likes your style. Yeah. Say, ooh. Good. Yeah. I like her style. I can see why you like her. I, you, you wanted a house in only two minutes. It goes, I see. Yeah, it goes a long way. Real estate. Sure. Yeah. Oops, I try to be professional when I go out. I mean, different. I'm out. I'm definitely totally different than my real estate outfits, but, um. I mean, know? you can't help but look good. Yeah. I interrupted. You were going to give a shout out. Oh, no, it's okay. You. It's Sorry. okay. No, 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 no. It's good. I, I don't mind. Okay, um, Breezel, Boogie's son is actually going to be, he's uh, one of the rappers in the, um, sorry, Breezel, he's one of the main rappers. His son, Boogie, is in the uh, video also. He's a rapper. And Black and Mild is their label. And it's from Smoke, Smoke Out Records. So, yeah, I'm going to make sure I've got everybody. And Black and Mild, that, that's one of the other artists that's going to be in the video. And their label is, sorry, Smoke Out Records. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. That That's was loud. Thanks. Oh, wait. Is that the song? Oh, oh I didn't song. realize uh, that goes to the headphones. It's That's okay. Like I, it's okay. Thing. I like loudness. <laughs> but yeah. Real, real estate wise, uh, you know, I, okay. There's a little beef. Uh, okay. I on the next, next door website recently. And all okay. I was saying was, uh, my, my whole thing was San Carlos city of good living and like i was talking about like you know i was pretty much expressing expressing that you know pe people only complain you know it's a great place to live because i ain't actually i wouldn't actually raised there moved there to get out of the area i was raised in still can't afford it but uh so people always got something to complain about it's mostly little things mm -hmm. and so i mean that one thing someone came across he said there's not enough affordable housing and this is coming from uh, obviously rich folks. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not thinking with my mentality of thinking how long am I gonna be able to live here? Mm -hmm. uh, these people, okay, okay, yeah. He said affordable housing because he said it makes the whole area um, more, uh, you know, makes it more affordable. Or uh, yeah, how does that make any sense? Affordable housing makes the whole area affordable. That it is, because he said, he said, yeah, value, value. Because yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I don't know about affordable, but more value. And he said, uh, diversity. Mm -hmm. How the hell does? I mean, my thing, I think is it. Unless we're, you know, pitchforks, get out of here. Uh, you don't belong. How's diversity really help out an area? I mean, I mean, welcoming, yeah. But like there's, if you're pushing it, like there's good diversity for real estate value and there's bad diversity for real estate value. Does it, so if you have yeah. like amazing restaurants from all the different cultures, uh, amazing theaters of every that. different kind, yeah. that's so, great. But then if you've got yeah. like any kind of, um, if you've got anything that causes trouble or noise all night, um, like uh, what those, um, there's this club that I was 
am parking in their lot, parking lot on the way home to use the grocery store next door. But it's like a fiesta until like two in the morning. They're super duper loud. And that neighborhood is, that's in Marin, but it's, there's no, there's nothing but real low income housing right around it. And that would have never been put in in a place she, with like high end houses because yeah. it's they don't want noise all night there. Yeah. Now, is there anywhere to build any houses? Are you talking about? See, and that's the crazy thing. I, I was I was thinking like, because I I think diversity has become a bad word. Like mm-hmm. it, it sounds good, and then and then the way people use it, it's like this is this is, you kind of you kind of make it sound gross. Like, well, mm-hmm. what do you mean diversity? Uh, and, and, and I was like thinking about. Uh, uh, where would you build? Because my whole thing to begin with was there's too many buildings as it is, and yeah. and, and, and people like like this with diversity want more building. Mm-hmm. And like, where are you gonna build? Because I also feel like building too much creates havoc. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not San Francisco. This is a town. Mm-hmm. How the hell? And I'm already looking at the place on the corner. That's like practically a, a it's condos, but it's practically a sky rise mm-hmm. uh, uh, because it's it's way above all the other buildings on the block. So how the hell do you, do you uh, do you see this? And you already know that they already said there's not enough parking for all the people there. So how the hell could you want more building? Yeah. It's gonna be like like for one, do people want what, what the diversity people want more people? Mm-hmm. It, that's what I don't get. Like, eh, enough's enough. And then when you say enough's enough, it's like, well, you're not welcoming people. It's like, no, I, I just, there's always places for rent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if there's always places for rent, how does it uh, seem unwelcoming to not want more building? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And, and then the uh, when people bring up stats... It's like, well, it's, it's not really the town's fault about whatever stats. There's only these, this amount of certain people, this amount of uh, race or orientation. Like, damn, bro, uh, we can only fit so many people. Yeah. So this, like, does this kind of stuff uh, help or, or ruin a place? Yeah. I've seen also, too, like, for example, I've seen, like, um, in Bay Area where they advertise um, new condos for people with certain income, like low income, but then you look at the income requirements, like, that's still pretty high. Like, yeah. who else is yeah. going to be? Who, yeah. This yeah. is not for low income people. Who is it technically for? Yeah. You still, to me, you still, you're still trying to attract the higher class of people because the income requirements are still pretty high. Yeah. People end up living in, like, um, there's an apartment I lived in in, in Corte Madera that was, like, everyone had two or three roommates in a room and mm-hmm. it was a beautiful situation because they were younger mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel like as they got older and had kids every 100% of them moved out from there but mm-hmm. you got together you saved up your money you had your minimum wage job mm-hmm. and then you progressed through your 20s you got paid a little bit more hopefully to a different job you met your wife or girlfriend whoever you you have a family and you you move into a bigger better place you know okay. you find your community and family and you improve the situation you're in but there's some people that think like just because you're making a minimum wage that you're going to stay there. But that's not the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to live in a crappy place, mm-hmm. make a minimum wage, and then build up. Right. And people don't have the foresight sometimes to really get to a place. Mm-hmm. But uh, like me, I'm a horrible planner. Horrible. <laughs> okay, but I'm learning now, you know. 
I'm learning now, I'm like, okay, I should I get a job that lines up with like where I might want to go in the future and makes me valuable at different places and stuff, but I've just skated by um, by working a ton. Like right now, right now, I work telehealth myself nine to five, and then, or actually eight to five, and then, um, and then I work at a bakery in the evenings, and then I play a show um, Saturday afternoon on a patio, wow. and then I run an open mic, which is paying um, on Sundays. So I'm seven days really? a week, I'm working. I'm, my, wow. I'm like, anytime I leave the house, I want to come in with more money than I left with, and yeah. that wasn't That's me 10 mentality. years ago. <laughs> That's my mentality. Like, I get asked to go out somewhere, and I'm like, oh, if it's not about food or, like, making money, then... I'm just gonna stare. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's how I am. Like you some, do the tourists. Some, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes women will be like, "Could you come over?" Like, yeah. Uh, what's up with coming over? Like, I mean, I could be making. Will there be food to... there when I get there? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, do I have? Yeah. Uh, the food. Do I? Do I have anything in the house? All right. I have food in the house. So you can't beat that. Uh, oh, that's a little tough. I mean, cause can I see you for a little bit, cause I might get a delivery. Definitely, as you get older, it's MOB. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that Tupac mentality. I want to get that. <laughs> Did money. you just make forty? Yeah, yeah, four twenty. Awesome. I, I, I reached that mark where it's like, uh, That's awesome. I, I, I need to make that money. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't like, focus on. Like I'll be told, oh, you won't ever come see me. I'll be like, you must not be thinking about money as much as me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. I, I, grandma better keep slipping me twenty to twenties when I visit her if I, she expects me to yeah. keep visiting, right? Oh shit, sure. I do that. Hey, like if I leave more than if I come and leave more than I have, then hey, I'm I'm over there. So, Definitely. The thing about the house that you were talking about affordable, I don't think people realize. Uh, what are you thinking affordable? Like, it's like how I was in special ed growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. There's different kinds of special eds. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got the rejected special ed. Uh, <laughs> people are like, I was in special ed too. I'd be like, yeah, what kind? See, they wanted to teach you, not me. Uh, I, I was the one where I act out. There's a therapist in the corner ready for me. <laughs> and if I'm doing good, I could play video games. Um, You're too much. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, there's the different kinds. I, 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 I guess I'm gifted to know what it's like because I've worked uh, – for affordable housing doing security mm-hmm. and I, I, one time, I yeah one time I had a guy actually pull a gun on me because he, he was nervous of the neighborhood oh, because wow. uh, the one area I, I worked in a bunch of them and the one area over here was uh, the Hunter's Point baby oh yeah Ooh. and so he, so you get affordable housing but it's across the street so this is gentrification affordable housing versus <laughs> like the actual projects are across the street so they want to you know these guys are nervous but they're like hey it costs too damn much uh, I mean to to you know uh, I mean to to be somewhere. I'm, yeah, these these are people with money. Mm-hmm. So they, but like, it's like, it, but it's like, it's affordable still for them, but not a you know a, not affordable for people that don't have much. So mm-hmm. some affordable exactly. housing could be to get rid of actual you know people that were on some uh, section eight. I don't know if they even get on the list because it's the list. The actual list for housing could get you on some good spots. Yeah. But I don't know if people, mm-hmm. when they say we need affordable housing, I don't know if they really understand all the different kinds. It's, uh, there was that one where they they were nervous. They, they, they because of the area, mm-hmm. they, they were helping gentrification. Mm-hmm. That, you mm-hmm. know, they're like, they're like, oh, pretty soon, the, 
the rest of the area will be built up. Then we'll be safe, honey. See, and that's... And, and, and that, but then I worked at... Because these are planted all over the place. I worked at the other spots, and then it really made me realize, okay, luxury affordable. Because the other spots would be uh, all nice, but if they affordable, still 3000 a month exactly. for... for uh, for just uh, the condo that looks like the apartment I live in, yeah. I wow. mean, same size. Yeah, 1500 for a room is like, that, that, that's a hard reality. When I realized when I was on my own, I was like, that's mostly what I'm making though. So $500 a month to live on is what I have now because of rent. And that's sad. I, but, but it was only temporary. Mm-hmm. And luckily you get to move into a different place. So I, I planted myself in Marin and I was like, okay, now, as I make friends and make community happen for myself, I put the feelers out everywhere I go for a better job, better mm-hmm. place to live, um, and someone who can teach me how to do the things in life I need to learn. Mm-hmm. I had a great coworker. I used to work for Metallica. I worked at their um, oh, at nice. their um, their they have a headquarters, and I used to work there. And I had a coworker who was like, "Rick, did I hear you complain about?" Wells Fargo and I was like yeah and she goes why are you with that bank they they're horrible and I was like well I do this cash advance and she goes I know why are you doing the cash advance I go well because I'm behind and they'll give me like 500 500 bucks and she goes you're doing cash advance of $500 how much does that cost you I go well it costs me 50 bucks a week if I do that she goes so you're paying $200 a week to get $500 a month that's already your money because you're not thinking forward like you need to make that a goal Mm -hmm. and god bless her she's Mm -hmm. changed my life yeah. Because it's that was a little thing that I was doing that was costing me my grocery bill yeah. for the month. It was doubling my debt, you know? And uh, and so I started, like, moving away from Wells Fargo, which is always going to be the devil. And uh, <laughs> it's just a horrible, horrible bang. Yeah, they're both. I just I go switching back every 10 years. Well, <laughs> I've been with them for 30 years. And I just I am with them because if I need to use my credit, I've got, like, credit there if I need it. But gosh, man. So, but what I was saying is just you move up in life and, and you get the knowledge and you get the friendships and you get the community. And if you're a kind person, if you're putting out a good vibe, you're going to get a good vibe from people and they'll help you raise yourself to a level, you know, but yeah. so hard for some people, I'd say, especially me, I was in special ed too. I'm, I, I was, I, I had a bad speech impediment and I was very dyslexic and I was very good at some things and then way behind on other things. So mm-hmm. I was literally off the charts when they tested me wow. in a good way and in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have had to bring me back together to the middle to where I could like function in society in an intelligent way. But I, I do understand some people can't get ahead in society. Maybe it's what they were born with wasn't enough intelligence of the type mm-hmm. of intelligence it takes to plan ahead like me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't plan ahead well. But I do have the option of like making more money if I get a harder job that I don't enjoy as much. And that's a horrible life lesson you have to learn. Like maybe you don't get to be an artist all the time. Like maybe you've got to learn about how to work the phone line and work at a grocery store and stuff that you don't really think you want to do. But um, Yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, but like that thing I said about the Martin Luther King quote was that be the best at what you are and enjoy it and, and thrive and li- love and, and live your love like from the inside out and don't let everything like you know exactly but i think like for you like real estate special ed and stuff and i was a little bit in that back in that day too but i think at the time i was like i just didn't want to learn like i didn't care like i was there at school and i just didn't really care i didn't know what i was there for i just got there and that was it you know what i'm <laughs> saying and i was like oh it, it, yeah I was like oh it clicked on me. i'm supposed to be here to learn okay you know i just you know so but i think 
there's some people that are like straight A students that don't have their shit together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're, they're not, they're, they're book smart, they're, they're smart mentally, but they don't have the hustle. Like, they don't have the drive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can get good grades all your life and you can still, like, suck in life, you know? But the simple fact that you are where you are is amazing. Both of you, like, and I think myself too, is like, you have that hustle drive and that's all you need to survive. I mean, that's smart because I have always many talents and to hustle like that, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, I always have this dream of not working anymore, but that's oh, not... Oh, that's beautiful. That's, yeah. Like, when you don't work, then you're not happy. See, yeah. it's I, I crazy. I think that's so... I think you gotta do something you love, maybe, like like they say. Because when I think of not working, I feel like I'll be hella productive. I'll be actually a better productive society, uh, person in society, mm -hmm. because I will be busy. Yeah. Just not stuck here all day busy. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad busy. feeling. It's I funny, mean. the last year, we a lot of us got to experience what it's like not to work for six months. Really? And it wasn't a good feeling. Like, I missed It that. was so depressing, not, not, not having gosh. a prospect for a job, not having gas to go. I live in the country. If I can't afford gas, I'm... In a, I'm at home. Like I, that's, see, you know, I can respect can't, people can't that talk like to the that. store. It's miles away. It, it's the people that uh, talk about that. Uh, oh, I need to find a job, uh, and they haven't worked in, in a, in the whole pandemic in a year. But they could have. That, that's what that, that's what kills me. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. yeah. I've worked it's, this it's whole fun. time. Yeah, yeah I, I me don't. Too. I, I, we're not going to be very compatible. Yeah, <laughs> even even hanging out is you know. Oh, I need to find work. Yeah, why not? Why haven't you? You know, we're hiring. I exactly. want to see you live in this hell too. Mm -hmm, it's burn. The, work work like me there was no bakery <laughs> like i went from three jobs to no jobs and they were all like half jobs they weren't like real professional 401k benefit jobs mm -hmm. i was working uh at a restaurant entertaining i was working at bars entertaining i was doing weddings and funerals like i would not i don't know why i say funeral but i did like one funeral but i was doing i was djing weddings i was playing like gigs i was working in a bakery and i was just doing all i could to stay diverse in my work life but when COVID hit, I had no jobs left. Mm -hmm. And I just started buying succulents and making a garden in the backyard. Like, that's all I did for, like, months. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, depressing. It was really depressing. <laughs> I like, I want to go back. <laughs> I know. I was like, why didn't I go to college? <laughs> I'm feeling what, uh, like, I'm feeling Ellen DeGeneres lately. You know, uh, you know, you know she's she, everywhere, man. She's, yeah, I mean, I they say toxic workplace and sexual harassment they say things that totally don't make any sense so maybe she should run for president um, <laughs> i'd work for uh, her she seems like, like a her. job creator so the thing is she could be a jerk to me all day if she paid me yes. i would be fine with that and i think she'd be fun with it <laughs> yeah the, the thing is what really made me feel like none of this makes sense because this is a truth that came out when i heard that she's just not feeling in her creative zone Mm -hmm. I was like, this is all that's going on right here. Ain't none of this toxic workplace or nothing like that. She's not feeling in her creative zone. The show's mm -hmm. been on for a while. Ellen's a creative person, you can yeah. tell. Yeah, but she's positive. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, I'm, I, we look at her like we, we don't care what, you know, we, we look at her like we don't care what, what she believes in and what she is or what not because she's fun. Yeah, she is. That's who you like because of she's course, relatable. Uh, yeah. You once you find out about someone else what they're into, you're like, oh, this person sucks. Her, it's like everything about her 
It's cool. Mm-hmm. Did you watch her Netflix show? Her I think it's called Relatable. Special. It's called Relatable. Yeah. She's just she's, she's talking in the beginning. She says, you know, my friend was like, you're gonna get back into comedy. Uh, do you think that's a good idea? And she was like, what? Like you're supposed to be encouraging, you know? And she's and they're like, well, do you think you're relatable? And then so she told this really long. Her opening thing is just amazing. I, I highly recommend okay. that. Okay. But um, she does this great spiel about her life now and how whatever, you know, and then she's like, you know, I still, and she's like so unrelatable in maybe the view of like what she is on paper now, Mm -hmm. but in her heart and as a person, she's still a very relatable person because she's 